Hello there, this is Samuel Ayam, the host and founder of the Chronicle Podcast. The episode you're about to listen to is called The Clash. It's our Friday seasonal episode. This season, this episode, this period, we are joined by none other than the co-host of The Clash, Wisdom Oko, the Chief Financial Officer of Amara Culture. And this on this one, we are joined by special guest, the over the age host. Toby, Toby joined us to dissect the life and career of WWE Hall of Famer Edge. To you, you might say, oh, that's just another person shit, but God damn it, this was very different. We were dissecting not just the life and career of Edge, but everything you can see from that vibe. So you you what to actually talk about. Because you see someone that had passion, someone that was innocent, someone that was ready. To, to, to prove to the world that I have something that you'll be able to watch and get inspired by. So, this episode, if you are someone that wants to get inspired by someone else's life or learn one or two about someone, this is the episode for you. This is episode 96 for us as a brand. For the past two years, we've put out something that is good for not just our audience, but for anybody that has come across the brand. Right there, right now, you're about to listen to The Clash. Welcome back to the Chronicle Podcast. This is still Samuel Lyon. This is The Clash. I see you have here with me the Chief Financial Officer and an ICT expert. Of course, the reason will kill me today if we find out that I call him an expert. Of course, he is. Um, also joining us tonight um, is the host of the weekend edition of Processing Talk, the Over the Age segment. And for the past one year, Toby hasn't blessed us with his voice. We are always handling other sessions and other segments. Um, but I'm so happy that this part of the 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 the, the podcast is here with us to actually dissect the biography that was handled by the A and E crew uh, for the live and career of the WWE Hall of Famer Edge and um, of course you ask yourself why is it called The Clash and for the past 40 minutes we were talking about camera culture that's because uh, the person that we were handing that session with of course is not from our own world so we wanted to get to know him so that if you get to hear his take you might like okay why is he saying this why is he saying this so uh, thank you so much Wisdom for taking time to do this again with me um it's really a great time yeah having you on so um we'll dive in straight to what uh to the nature of the business so um adam copeland edge um adam copeland is actually the the man behind the character edge and this documentary for some uh is something that is for everybody both for fans and uh the ones that are not fans because you get to not only uh the curtain is peeled back for you to actually see the man behind this character what why was he this way or why is he currently still this way i mean for somebody that is already 50 years old he's looking ripped he's looking jacked and you're like what's his motivation and everything someone that um had to work his ass off to get to where he was 
and to get that taken away from him because of an injury and to take nine fucking years for him to come back i mean we have the statistics here it um three thousand two hundred and twenty two days since that was uh when he had his last match wrestlemania 20 uh i, I, I mean come on i've forgotten the the, the the wrestlemania involved um but he came back royal rumble 2020 and to the shock of the audience they're like excuse me edge is part of an in-ring match so everybody was shocked that was the shock for the year and of course that moment would never be forgotten because the the the, the tears from the fans and you could see him with the emotions just him walking out um from the gorilla position like excuse me am i really doing this so it was really uh, an emotional part uh for everybody involved both edge and the superstars in the ring and the audience involved so um this documentary actually got us introduced to um his childhood what he was up to and we of course for fans already that knew that he came from a home with a single mom and then living in a car like the crazy experience with his childhood and everything um we get to uh, know about his work ethic his work ethics and everything and you see that life of someone that knows what uh like of course knew what they wanted and they maybe for edge like i left that documentary ask myself did did he always know that okay this is where i wanted to be because that was the narrative he was trying to push or maybe the crew or like the plot was just to push like i always wanted of course he knew he wanted to be a wrestler but like to be a WWE wrestler knowing fully well that the limitations the 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 leech or maybe the shackles the the handcuffs is not going to be possible how can somebody that um knows that okay this might not be possible still push what would have what would be that motivation to be like okay i have to push and you see them um putting their life um in danger talking i uh, one of part of that segment was the the trip um during the uh, during winter season with cold and everything but somebody still um is still um in depthly wanting to like prove a point to be like okay I need to get this done. I need to uh, walk my ass up and show to everybody that I I can do this. This is what I want to do. Then um, talk about um, the loss. Of course, everybody, um, one way or the other, have experienced a loss of uh, of a relation. Anybody is it a friend? Is it a is it a sibling? Is it parents? Like people have uh, of different grief out there. So, um, of course, um, getting to hear uh, him talk about, um, I believe his uncle is, uh, is the, the mom's youngest brother, um, Gary, passing away because that was the only person he could relate with. That was the only person he could actually talk with and, and feel comfortable, even if he was his uncle. But um, they shared a, a special relationship, a special bond. And we getting to yeah all that and his life be before the injuries life after the after injury getting married understanding life being i mean it was just packed with two hours of content and you're like consuming a whole bunch and you're like okay excuse me how can i uh, take this apply this 
okay um see some mistakes and okay not wanting to be in that shoe uh shoes or actually not wanting to be in that situation like it's a whole lot uh to help me unpack i have to be yeah of course i have wisdom but i have to first of all go to wisdom um i know man you checked this documentary out um what was the things you took out of this um of um this documentary like what were the things you learned and um what's the um the perspective you would have uh for someone in that situation and just everything involved with it i would love to get your take man in a nutshell I would say it was inspiring because to get to see someone's life play out before your eyes in such when he was young this is something that he had always wanted to do even when he was still very little and to see him grow from that point amidst all the challenges that he had to go through to the point that he attained being an 11 time is it WWE champion it's yeah. called an 11 yeah <laughs> in a nutshell it was firing so i'm sorry someone did you say something no yeah i wanted to confirm that indeed he's an 11 time WWE champion All right, thank you for the confirmation. <laughs> so yes, I was I was inspired when I saw the documentary and um personally I don't care for <laughs> I would like to just put this out there. I think he someone mentioned earlier on that I'm not a pro wrestling fan, particularly I'm not. So at first I was not so intrigued when I started watching the documentary. I'm like, okay, these guys are telling me about the life of of age but as it went on the storytelling ability of the people that put together the documentary was really good because i was hooked at some point and i really wanted to see where it was going and um i have to say for people in the the line for people in that line for people in the in WWE I have to say that uh they go through a lot i don't imagine that there's any career in this world that does not have its own its own ups and downs um but to see to see this play out in such a manner that that kind of puts everything in a certain frame for you to for you to see a champion's life play out before your eyes from I don't even at first I was beginning to wonder these pictures the clips from from when he was young how exactly were they able to get all of this into from all these years how they were to get because just like coming full circle he has he has kids now yeah his daughters are the age he was when the documentary started so it was like they were telling us about adam copeland if i'm correct i hope i'm yeah. not saying that correct yeah you you are correct adam copeland yeah he's <laughs> really young and, and currently he has daughters that are his 
age, at that age when the documentary like started from. So it was really, it was really something. That's all I have to say for now. Okay. Um, that's really um great hearing, uh, getting together from you. Um, this is where I go to Toby because um there was a part in the documentary um i still want to go back to the fact that um adam was really um pinpointing the fact that the loss of his uncle gary really got uh, really got to him and of course i would like to get your take wisdom when it comes to because he tried to push that narrative of mental awareness and mental health mental health awareness sorry um he tried to push that uh, narrative of like um people like um for people to always have something to turn to when you are in that position where like you can't even understand what you need to do like i you, you know you are here but you just don't want to be here how can i get out of this box how can i what, what's out there for me like um we, we 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 were given i mean we were given a lens through to see how everybody felt at that time because nobody would lose someone so close to them and then go about their day very comfortable so we saw how um what really because you'd be like why would someone love um, this art form so much and it i believe um in as much as it's, it's wrong for me to say it's as if the loss of his uncle really was the the, the light that really sparked for him to be like okay so the only thing i have right now is pro wrestling so the love for wrestling really grew because that was the only thing that is as if when I'm watching because he really stated immediately um the show was on is as if he's been um off from his realities like for the the remit the, 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 the next few hours watching pro wrestling nothing else mattered to him at that point the only thing that mattered to him was the stories the matchups he's getting to see and um it's so funny to um actually hear you say um you went of course you will not go in there really okay what um, i'm going to be intrigued you're going to like let me see what they, they have to offer so there was a hook something hooked you and of course something as simple as pictures something as simple as like okay um this is intriguing you want to really okay how did they get all this shit in here like you want to get okay so what is the story the story is what hooked you because they're like okay i'm getting to hear all this and like okay 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 i want to know more so that's it so i want to um have um toby this because toby we always hear um quotes like time heals all wounds and adam made it very clear that some um this quote he put out a narrative like to him this quote isn't even really to him it's not even true because to up to date the the family hasn't recovered from losing gary their brother so um toby um about this time heals all wounds do you believe in the narrative that indeed with time someone can get to go out of a box or someone can actually get to heal from something they're actually going through be it depression be it mental mental health awareness shit like to you does this shit really works hmm about that talking about that. First, we're going to talk about how deeply the situation or whatever you experience is. How deeply has it eaten, eaten you up? That's one. Number two, 
the type of person you are. There are some people who can, no matter uh, the situation or what they are, uh, at least what they are passing through, they can, you know, work it out and uh, try and, you know, even if they are not too happy deep down, you know, they can walk around it and try and, you know, like move on. But there are some people, you know, little things hurt them like well. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it depends on the type of person you are and how deep and how painful what you're experiencing. So time heals all wounds. Uh, me personally, even if you uh, uh, you, you believe or you move them, uh, when you go back thinking about the things like the things you uh, you forgot or you forgotten, it still hurts. Maybe not like when it happens, but definitely it still hurts. So yeah, time reduces the pain, but not heals, man. Yeah. Um, Toby, um, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Um, it's one of those, um, this is one of those topics that, um, getting to review or talk, uh, talk on it, um, um, I'm already getting emotional because, um, getting the look on his face when he was told he got the contract, I mean, the WWE fucking contract you worked your ass up for years going through hell. I mean, of course, mind you, he had a believer in him. That was the, his mom. He is, uh, I mean, a product of a single mom already. I, that was one of the, the major factor I could relate with all through age, age's career, like growing up and getting to know about age and not like getting caught up in the character alone, like getting to maybe some of the promos they cut and um, for wisdom, promos are like the mic work, like when you are given a microphone to go out there and explain why the match we are about to see or the match that is going to happen, maybe they fix the match between me and you and you are given a microphone to go out there have a promo the promo is just to is like of course as a marketer to sell me why i should buy the ticket to watch that match so getting to um yeah like the the, the look on it it, it still feels as if it was it was the the right him seated right there that the contract was handed to him you could still see that look on his face because he couldn't even believe it like okay so i'm going to be going to the u.s to actually work on this dream job and going there of course everybody always thinks it's always better rosin everywhere until you go there and like wow this is not what i expected and of course um during that time uh as toby would know um the 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 prospect or i would i say the prototype for a pro wrestler then were the likes of the hokogan the the larger than life superstars superstars that look like them the john cena's of the world the rocks of the world with those big allergies like those that can even stand there and you're like i don't even stand a chance so to have someone of a body type like edge um someone that is not even from um us or from canada like excuse me the english is not that polished like a whole bunch of um um shackles to hold him down but you you see him taking unjustifiable risks you 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 i i like the part um maybe you might have heard the part he said you 
to make to make this processing business work you have to be an, an, an entertainer too so you cannot just go in there because it, there's a belief that, um, that perception is reality Every, anybody can wrestle right now toby can tell himself i'm dedicating my my five months in the gym i want to train like a, a, a boxer i want to train like an mma fighter and he can go if he's given the chance he can go in there and hang with the best of them so the narrative or the perspective that the the the, the then ceo for over 50 years plus um vince kennedy McMahon had then was that to him you guys are more than pro wrestlers to me he did not even want to hear the word pro wrestler to him that was uh, like that was a taboo statement a taboo word for for you to spew out as a as a as a as a worker for him so to hear age explain that that you uh, the entertainment fans you have to be entertaining you have to know uh what's going on in the world the trends going on in the world and um the risks he had to take at that time to make sure that this worked and for the past how many years he was with that company he turned his life around and became the best they had at that time that it's of course you have people that will retire today and it will take a lifetime for the company to call you back to induct you in their hall of fame and put you in their payroll pension role it's crazy but to show you how how good and how uh, not only profitable how marketable he was age retired this year the following year he was announced and inducted as a hall of famer and since then been on the company's payroll it's it's unheard of with uh, we already with all the, the 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 minus he had no offense there but the minus he had then for for him to actually push that narrative and of course um the friendship between him and jay and if you if you're asking yourself who is jay uh the christian the the age's best friend who works right now with all elite wrestling so um another thing i want to before we actually um call it a show another thing i want to really get to ask wisdom at this time is um the part of um the 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 career suicide because you would um you would think like you come in uh we had this discussion earlier where you're like okay so you are now in a position where you're like you have to do dispose of your work do your work well and you feel okay my own is to be i need to ask questions okay i need to um i need to be there be that one that can okay um the whites and the why not <laughs> you want to put it uh, why are you telling me to fix this file like this why do you want me to do it this way you would want to like want to know it before you get to do it and you of course if you have you are someone that work for anybody you know that that's already in fact that, that if you if the person does not love you they, they can cut of course you just came in so it's easy to cut you off right so you have already you're already ruffling uh feathers with asking too much question just get the job done so we saw it on his first match he actually knocked someone out and in the world of pro wrestling in as much as your opponent it, it, that's an opponent you are not supposed to i mean you are fighting the man you're not supposed to kill the man edge accidentally um knocked his opponent into like knocked him out into concussion it concussed the opponent and everything and that was the beginning 
of the, his, his, his own problems because he had to go through hell to actually get to where he was because of one problem. So um, my wisdom, uh, can you imagine my wisdom? Yeah, my question here, wisdom, is actually, um, have you ever been in a situation whereby you, you did something that everybody, even if it was right to you, everybody felt it was the wrong move? And what did you have to do to turn it around? Because for Adam Copeland age, we saw what he had to do to turn his own uh, um, life around to become one of the best, if not the best in-ring performer in the pro wrestling business. What was that uh, one for you? And I would love to get that from you and also Toby before we call it a show. <laughs> well, I... I can't say for sure if I've been in a situation where I did something that everybody else thought should have been done differently and I had to find a way to save the situation. I'm not entirely sure I've been in that position before. But there are several times where I have done things I wasn't entirely proud of and I was um, quote-unquote reprimanded for these things. I'll give you an example. Okay. So there was a time I, there was a time we had, we had the transcript group. I don't know if I'm allowed to say transcript in this thing though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we'll, we'll go with the hospitality industry brand. Let's just go there because I too, I'm like, I don't think we are allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. Okay. So the company we work for, uh, we have a group. Um, there's a group. There's a group. There are several group chats, of course, on WhatsApp. Yeah. We have group chats for several departments, group chats for several companies, and then we have the group-wide group chats where you have the MDs, the CEO, the president, the likes. Yes. So there was a time we had this competition. It was called Trespassular. There's an application everybody has to download on their phones, and the application records the number of steps you take. So at the end of every week, the highest number of stepper, not stepper as in dancer, stepper as in the highest number of steps, whoever takes the highest number of steps for that week wins a prize. And then at the end of the entire month, the competition will culminate into the grand finale where they will take in the total number of steps of everybody for the entire month and then the highest number of steps wins the grand prize and so on and so forth. They are conservation prizes, of course. So in the group chat, uh, <laughs> everybody was taking the whole thing seriously. Uh, everybody, anywhere you walk, people are always walking around with their phones because they want their steps to be counted. You had people from different branches of the company telling you, like every week, whenever they announce a winner, like, okay, this is the highest number of steps for the week. Betting has to tell everybody else how they attain this number of steps. How did you get 5,000 steps, for example, now? in this week when there are some of us getting just 900 steps and so on. So we have people telling different stories about how they walk to work and back. When they're at work, they walk all the time. <laughs> so 
So yeah, it was it was quite fun. But why I'm telling this story is because in the group chat, you know, a WhatsApp group chat is more like that is different from how you express yourself in an email, an official email. Yeah. So in the WhatsApp group chat, everybody was making jokes. Like the president would come online now and 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 make jabs at this person and that person and everybody would laugh. Oh, the president is making jokes. You're supposed to laugh at it because she's a boss, right? <laughs> well, I don't really see it that way per se. But yeah, she made jokes, people laughed, of course. She will make jabs at this person, okay, this person is slow, this person is this, this person is that, everybody will laugh. I made a joke at the president. Whoa. Nobody else had done it. Oh my <laughs> Per se, but I mean, the same way she was jabbing other people, I did the same thing to her, but not in an offensive manner. Because it was getting to the end of the month, the number of steps, we had people like over 1 million steps. I think I was at 200 or 300,000 at the time. So, you know, they, you don't used to go out. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, I'm talking about why we have 2,000 steps. I mean, someone is having a million. Wow. So you sit at one place. No, no, no. 200. No, I said about 200,000 steps. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, I think the, the president had below... I think I had up to 300,000 steps. Meanwhile, the president had below 200,000 steps. She was like 100 and something. So, when I... Screenshotted, I, I, on my app, I just screenshotted the, the rankings. I'm like, okay, we are close. I posted it on the group. I'm like, okay, my people, we are close to, I'm not entirely sure I said it this exact same way, but it sounded something like this. I'm like, we are close to the end of this competition. At this point, everybody below 250,000 steps should just drop out of the competition because it doesn't make any sense anymore. We have someone at over 1 million steps. So if you're below 250,000 steps, what exactly are you competing for? Wow. Like this is what I said. And then one of the reasons why I said this is because I noticed the president was below 250,000 steps and she has been making jabs at other people. So when I said that, I tagged her to the, to the message. Like I just, wow. her. I just, I just, when I said that, I reached out to the president. When I did that now, you need to see, you need to see the, the feedback or the fallback that I yeah. got. My boss immediately called me from, I think I was at the staff canteen at the time. He called me and he was like, I should come to the office, you want to see me. I thought it was for work. I thought it was for something work-related. When I got to the office, he was like, what he said was this. Um, it was like, um, I saw what you posted on the group. I'm like, okay. He then said, um, <laughs> he was counting his words. You know how my boss is. Yeah. Personally, I, I, I didn't think I did something wrong per se because it's a WhatsApp group chat. Everybody makes jokes on this thing. It doesn't matter that she's president for crying out loud. She's making jabs at other people. Why can't? And it wasn't an offensive joke, but he said he thinks I should take down the post. 
like I should take down the message, like I should delete it. I was like, um, oh, okay. And he was just like, I should be careful with what I say moving forward because not everybody knows when you're making a joke. If it was the president, everybody would have laughed though. But because it's me that said it, not everybody knows when you're making a joke. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is cool. And he was not the only one that said this. I had several people telling me the same thing. People were telling me, do you know who the president is? I'm like, you guys need to relax. So that kind of fallback I had. Now, in the eyes of everybody else, it's obviously like did something wrong. Meanwhile, to myself, I was stuck on. I was just expressing myself into a WhatsApp group chat. On the WhatsApp group chat, everybody is an individual. Nobody is there. Nobody there on the group chat is their position. So I'm not there as an IT support specialist. I'm there as a system. The president is not there as the president. They are there as their personal self. It's a personal space. It's for people to express themselves freely without taking too much liberty, of course. So how I handled the situation, I would say, is um, I I just, I tried to put it out of my mind. I took down the chat. I didn't respond to it anymore. And as people kept coming to me to tell me, okay, this thing you did, you shouldn't have done it. I just kept saying, okay, I was not even trying to defend myself. So, and why I handled it that way is because I came to realize that the people we work with, everybody has, there's politics in everything. Everybody has a certain way, or every, every system has a certain way it works. You need to know how to work with the system. You need to, you need to learn the politics of the system you're in. So you can't just be you can't just be your unicorn self. If you if you see yourself as unique, that's fine. You are unique, but you cannot ignore everybody else because that would make you a social pariah. Like in the eyes of everybody else, you just continue being the outcast. So you need to find a way to learn how things work in the system you find yourself before you can before you will know how to let your uniqueness show. I've said this to you before, um, it's about learning the rules. You need to learn the rules before you know how to break them, or you need to learn the rules to know how to properly bend them. So yeah, that's yeah. how I feel. Wow, amazing take once again by you, Wisdom. I'm, I'm like, right, yeah, my head is like, okay, excuse me. Can we take five more hours on this? <laughs> but we can't do that now. Um, Toby, Toby, before I get to you. <laughs> so, um, before I, uh, I get back to, I get to Toby on this. Um, of course, Toby, you can react. You have to react to what he said. Um, he's, he just finished saying. Um, but talking about work ethics, talking about rules, talking about um how nothing comes easy and how you can ruffle feathers with or maybe the little things that you did not even know would matter. And um one of one of the things I want one question I would like to ask, in as much as um I will come back to wisdom on one thing, but Toby, you react to him and then you um answer this I want to ask um about work ethics, about um nothing comes easy. Uh, H mentioned the fact that nothing comes easy. Uh, the work will be really worth it if you put in the work. And um, I know um, work is coming in too much on this. So, um, the, uh, of course, that alone, that alone, um, 
I mean, wisdom is part of an innovative, um, uh, uh, innovative brand, the Camarilla culture. Um, for Edge, we saw the innovations he was able to, uh, with the help of the people he worked with, he was able to create. They were able to create the TLC match, which still stands to today as one of the one of the best uh, matchups in the history of pro wrestling business. Um, you you see someone that was questioning his um intestinal fortitude. You see someone that was really wanting to die. I he, he called it a rated out superstar. He 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 bent rules. He broke rules. He did things that was not uh, to, the, out of the norm. Things that were not supposed to be done. It, Edge even tried to have a live sex session. I mean, if, if you think I'm lying, go on YouTube search. I mean, this was someone that was controversial all through his career. That was why some fans could relate with him so much. And up to today, he's one of those hardcore uh, superstars. You'd be like, wow, you just can't get enough of him. So for, um, for you, um, Toby... What um, do you think um, really made Edge stand out of all of the workers in the company? For all of the pro wrestlers that um, were out there, what um, what do you think really made him stand out of every other superstar out there? And um, I'm talking about um, how you handle things because for wisdom, you see um, a president is making a joke. But now I, as a colleague, uh, uh, your worker cannot make such. I mean, it's not as if it's, it's something that is really. I mean, I, did I call your you? Uh, maybe I call you some uh, um, disturbing names. Just I did. I did a remark, and everybody's coming to. I mean, he made mention of like some people don't even know when they are depressed. For some people, they will be like, "Oh my God!" They will be like walking on eggshells because they will be like they don't know. Uh, this already is already a big issue when would they cut me off because of what i did and the question i want to post out there again to you toby is um uh, do you think or do you believe that someone that has nothing to lose might just be the most dangerous person in the world and do you think edge was that type of character or that type of personality because you could see he he really stated it out there he had no plan b this was always the only plan this was always the dream and do you think that um can still be applied in anything you want to do out there and if you are looking at age do you think it was the um no um, i should not i will not say no plan let me put it out there do you think that the fact that he had nothing more to do apart from this made it work out so well because he lived, eat, and breathe pro wrestling. To you, what made Edge stand out as an a, a, a remarkable character in the pro wrestling business? Yeah. All right. Yeah, what made Edge stand different too? Bro, first we are going to talk about promo. Uh, aside the means and probably a couple of maybe two or three ampic amp, uh, wrestlers, I don't think there's any other wrestlers who can do or make almost like her. But it's one of the best 
depends on how you don't believe. Um, they have been in March with uh, uh, Randy, also when he came back. So that was March, that March was not happy. And no, no. Yeah, it's probably one of the best to ever lose a pair of boots. Like, to ever enter a ring. No. So, yeah. It's one of the special ones, man. Um, wisdom. I I don't know. Um, you 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 went through this documentary. Um, do you have any questions? Like maybe you heard wrestling terms. Um, maybe terms like push. You heard terms like um, boo. You heard terms like baby face or heel. You heard terms like um um shitting the bed. You heard the not safe team like. What were those um, terms, wrestling terms you heard that you were like, what is he talking about that you might want to post it as a question to us? Um, which I might, okay, well, maybe you have a question uh, relating to wrestling business or like relating to age that you might, maybe it bugged you and like, okay, I want to know about that. Um, I'm giving you the floor before we call it an episode. Thank you, Shamo. I have to say this um, episode has been ending it this way makes it wholesome because I was hoping to ask questions. So thank you for giving me the floor to ask questions. I have just one question though. When it comes to terminology, I understood all the terms. Okay. Because I, when I was much younger, I watched wrestling a lot. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I was really interested in them per se, but they're really intriguing and I was glued to the TV most of the time. <laughs> but the question I have to ask you first, we all know that wrestling is the combination of entertainment, it's a sport, it's acting. So what I would like to ask you first, to what extent are this matches scripted uh the winners is it scripted up to the extent that the winners are decided before the match commences because i can remember when i watched the documentary there was a point where where he won his first WWE championship i think he cashed in the money in the bank and he fought with john cena and won I don't know if that was WrestleMania, I can't remember which... No, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. Elimination Chamber, yeah. Okay, okay. Alright, so when he won that, he, he said something in the documentary. He was like, they told him, he was like, they told him, you have to have this for three weeks and then give it back to Tina, who will then fight with somebody at WrestleMania, something. So my question is, is it that they decide how long someone gets to hold on to the championship or is it like the, is it MMA called or UFC where it's according to the fight you need that determines whether you hold on to the championship or not? So to what extent are these matches scripted? That's my question. All right. I don't know. Um, Toby, 
Um, I need to answer first before I then give mine, or I should do all of the answering. So I need to get your take there before I get to say anything else. Yeah. So about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we actually found though. So like because we, you know, uh, I'll say I and Samuel, we actually we are now like more than fans because <laughs> it's like we're actually <laughs> going in right in the streets of WWE. That's who I feel like uh, now. But as it is, we don't work in WWE, so we can't actually know everything. All right, um, Abwiz, I would give you the answer to that, the, the answer you're looking for. Um, of uh, thank you, Toby. Uh, Toby, you were saying something? Yes. So, and uh, we do that, yes. And uh, with the script writing, yeah, WWE actually, the, the talent and... Uh, uh, the creative team, the creative, they have a creative team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They actually decide how long it, uh, it is allowed, the title, how an event goes, the script, how actually how it shows goes from the beginning to the end so it's kind of but when you uh uh there are some a part of the uh the wrestling that are actually undecided we, we can't know everything because uh we don't actually work there we don't so yeah to, to some extent we know that yeah there are some parts that they are not you know being scripted and Whenever things like that happen, they make people people find out and they make people know. Oh, this happened tonight, and it's not part of this. It's not supposed to happen, or it's not part of this script. But they allow it, or whatever. So yes, yeah. The WWE decide how long a wrestler or a champion or a title. Um. Okay. Um. With to actually add to that. I mean, I might take this at length. Um, first of, this is always a topic. No, like when you talk about hardcore pro wrestling fans, they don't always want to go into this because they feel they are letting you in to something they love, and they and they feel that if they let you in, you might come into disrespect because a magician can never. I mean. We all know that that cow that we saw on that stage, how can you tell me someone made a cow disappear? But how the cow disappeared, no one knows how it did happen. And for you, you there are people that get so intrigued that they want to be like, they want to go and ask the machine directly, where that cow go? I mean, where, where you go put that cow? Because you no know, say that cow, it, really, it did disappear. So that is it when it comes to processing world. But um, years ago, I mean, long past the time of the Hulk Hogan, the, the Andre the Giant, the Lager the Alive, the Undertaker, like way past that time, years ago, the curtain was peeled back. I mean, for the first time ever in years, I mean, in decades, the, uh, the founding fathers, uh, I mean, the man, the, so the, the, the most prominent figure in the pro wrestling business. Uh, the the C, the then CEO and chairman of the board, Vince Kennedy McMahon, the seventy-seven year old man now, 
years ago peeled back the curtain to let in i mean something the secret out so the personal business is actually a predetermined business so for this to work you will need both parties either the tag team the women's the men or anybody involved or the parties involved so to a certain stage it is actually we don't even like saying the word scripted is a taboo in this business like it's as if you are insulting it but to put it there for you to another is just to an extent so they might tell you what they want you to do so i might tell you wisdom toby tonight you have 40 minutes go out there and give my audience the best wrestling match they have ever seen or go out there and make them stand on their feet make in fact go out there and do anything possible kill possible kill yourself in that ring but make sure my fans get entertained tonight so they i might tell you i mean um, um we are good you're going to actually they might of course the winners or the 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 one that is going to actually win shit is actually determined before the go out there so you both all the people involved know okay this is who is going to do but how to get there is not uh, always um discussed you you shall know who is going to come out victorious or is going to come out at the losing end so that's just the intrigue behind the world press because you just yeah, know yeah, yeah you just know yeah you you know that okay maybe i might see a match between between the undertaker and um and toby there's no way in hell you would of course you know that there's no way toby's between undertaker but you still go in there buying that ticket and be like excuse me toby might actually get a chance because toby will collect now this is where the the promo comes in because the promo is really essential to the promotion business because toby might take the microphone and stand face to face with undertaker and tell him i know we all know you you are the legend you are the number one man you are the man i grew up watching i feared you we all fear the satanic demon but i will be damned if on the 25th of september i'm not coming there with everything i have i am maybe i'm from a single mom like edge i mean i was raised right and everything but i'll be damned if i will not come there to give you a hundred percent of me i'm coming there to show you that in beneath this small figure beneath, beneath this um this body is someone that has worked his or ears or has as off to get to where he is now you listening to this watching this you're like excuse me you are seeing a side of someone that you you never think it is so now you are going into that match thinking okay we know that the guy is going to win but did you hear what toby had to tell on the guy last night now that's the magic that's the intrigue about pro wrestling because we all know it's predetermined but we don't always want to put ourselves at them like okay we know they have already chosen who is going to win this but you go in there not knowing what to expect you might sometimes we sometimes we know what to expect like okay there's no way he's winning and then we go there toby that we thought did not have a chance will show you that i still have this to offer so that's just it yes it's 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 actually predetermined i mean we, you know the company of course that's where you have the creative team where they write in what you have to go out there and say so you're not gonna because they have sponsors they have um people that the sister companies without partnering with them so um that's why you see um some um right now currently they are in the pg era where you don't say what's yeah, like yeah, fuck. Yeah, let's not go too deep. i'm not go i'm trying to i mean <laughs> 
I'm trying to. I mean, this just. I mean, if you are schooling wisdom, you have to school it. But that's just it. Say basically, uh, WWE is a wild business. A lot of things going behind the curtain. So, yes, but yeah, you know, uh, they. And WWE team, you know, they send rest out there. Oh, do this tonight. Okay, we know who is going to come out. It's predetermined, but, you know, give people the show they want. No matter how, what, or uh, how you guys end up to get to that stage, it's none of our business, but just, you know, do your thing and let everything go. So, yeah, we know it's pretty something, but, uh, you know, they are like wrestlers like Randy Orton. You won't say stuff like this beside him because it feels it's a kind of a disrespect to yeah. his family, even when ring, you won't. Because uh, they don't, it's not something they, they, they talk about because it makes them feel like, oh, what they are doing is not like, Will or they are not like these people like seriously put their bodies on the line. Yeah, for us, and, you know, and uh, give us a show. Or we still, we still love WWE. We still watch WWE yeah. forever more. So yeah, that's just what it is, guys. So I mean, it's just. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, we we know WWE is pretty timing, but yo, these guys still put their body on the line. Injury, whatever, these guys are out for weeks, months, in fact, years. Yeah. You know, the, the, the risk is still the same. Yeah, we know, yeah, we know this person is right. doing, but all right. oh, these guys still put their body on the line, yeah. give people shows and all of that. Okay. Whatever. They are still trying to do the same thing, which is sell tickets for people to come and watch them do what they do. So yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is this is why we. This, oh my. Nationalism in everything. It requires you to be more. It it it. Bro, it takes a lot, man. To be. I, Respect to wrestlers, man. It takes a lot. It's not easy. Um, I mean, um, wisdom. Sorry for the rants there. Now that's what happens when you uh, when you talk to wrestling fans because this is the like business like, we we protect it with our fans with our hearts. It's always, uh, of course, first of all, mad respect to those that want to honestly like okay, we are we know the thing about it, but uh, can you tell me more about this and. In as much as we want to tell you, like, okay, um, can I tell you in a way that you will not come insult my intelligence? You're not come, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you must be a fool to actually go, go in them. The movies is like that. I mean, you, okay, you go in there and you, you see a movie and you come out, that was great. And then you, you come to insult me for watching this, uh, for being a fan of this. And you come to tell me why I should, yeah. And you would, people who do, who do what uh, uh, actors or whatever do without special effects. These guys train for years, follow lines and whatever, just to be able to, you know, perform and give people a show, man. It's, it's a, just like... I don't, 
there's no like there's no much difference between wrestling, boxing, UFC. These guys, they are basically or like I always say, even Brock Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar always say, they are just trying to do the same thing. They are all trying to sell tickets. Yeah, we know or WWE is predetermined. We know yeah, this person is coming top, but bro, these guys still put them. Becoming a wrestler is probably one of the most hardest in terms of sports. You have you have to follow the line guidelines, you know, train especially with your training, keep up with your health. You are constantly on the road, traveling. That bro, those things they, they want people out, most people out. Not everybody can do that. So yeah, shout out to the people who do that, man. People, people, you know, they, they, they put their body on the line week in, week out, bust their ass, you know, train and all of that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Toby. Like, um, we the my apologies. was again for the rant. I mean, talk passionate. When you meet a passionate wrestling fan, they won't keep, like, they won't stop talking and telling you why you should appreciate um, this for what it is. And uh, with I understand, um, you need to get that done. So, um... Of course, I don't know if we answered your question, and because you could see, you can see the um, Toby is saying WWE. I am saying pro wrestling. Um, WWE is the biggest uh, pro wrestling company uh, in the world. They are the they are the number one. So um, you will see most of us like in the world, any pro wrestling fan out there, we will introduce WWE first. But we have dozens, thousands of pro wrestling promotions out there those that are uh, that have made it to tv they can they are on tv those that are on youtube those that um don't even have the money to cut costs to get that done so this is a business that is um that has its own market on its own i mean find me a business that has music um actors sports athletes as everything is the only uh, sport out there i'll call it a sport because it's what i love it's a sport out there that has everything what do you want we have them comedians musicians every genre you need we have it in the pro wrestling world i'm so proud to actually be part of this because i actually since when I, when i lost my mom nothing was the i can't even i mean sorry for anybody that will get offended but that was the, the one thing that was with me always pro wrestling so um it's always one of those times that you you really want to um say okay i need to get something done uh, I need to be proud. So, um, Wiz, thank you so much for asking that question. I don't know if you have anything or you are okay with what we were able to give you. Um, we can't give you what you can't take. <laughs> yeah, so, and for the rest of so, whatever you guys think about, still doesn't change what we feel or what we want to watch. Still wrestling forever. All right. Now, thanks again, bro. All right, uh, Wiz, uh, Wiz, am I there? Can you, yeah, yeah. I've got Toby. Um, I want to get through this. It's because of the uh country we are in. I still hope any day, cause any day, anytime, I choose wrestling over anything. Cause I don't know where this is going to get to. Where it's going to reach out to for if someone, please get me and get me a replacement. I'm not going to take it for granted. Please. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, we are, um, Toby, you are getting me right. We are almost approaching the one hour mark just for the Edge episode. So, um, this is going to be a blockbuster announcement. This segment is just going to be on its own. You understand? I know. I've tried everything, guys. <laughs> Wrestling is always something I've always wanted to do. I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's hearing this. You understand what I'm saying? So, I choose Wrestling any day, anywhere. So, if someone can get me a Wrestling school with everything, bro, I would take it without thinking twice, guys. So, yeah. All right. Um, Wisdom, Wisdom, can you hear me? Uh, Final words, man. Final words. Yes, I can. Well, thank you. I want to thank Toby first for taking the time to explain um, the intricacies behind the intricacies as much as the fans understand. Considering people don't walk personally with the brand, so thank you all for taking. Thank you both for taking the time to explain it to me. Um, just something else I wanted to mention, or rather, cheap in. You know, one of the things that people look at when they look at wrestling is this. I know that when it comes to UFC, boxing, wrestling, they are all trying to sell because everybody's trying to sell. It's all about selling. But when it comes to wrestling, we hear, um, you know, they're all sort of, they're all characters. I'm not saying sort of, I need to mention that Egypt is a character. You have the person behind the character and then you have the character itself. So there are certain storylines. Um all right, um wiz wisdom. Wisdom, can you hear me? Yep. Can you actually yes, hear me? I, can. I, I hear me clearly. Yeah, right here. All right, so I'm going to make this announcement right now. So um we did not plan this, but we have hit the one hour mark. So this is an apology to the listeners because we are about to uh, leave um, cut this episode. If you want to listen to this next one, because I am I, I have a feeling that it's going to be the best one out there yet. So um, follow us up because the next episode that will follow this is going to be a blockbuster one. So thank you so much for joining. This was the clash on the AE biography of Edge. We're going to do a continuation of this. It's actually going to turn to a series right now. Thank you so much. I see you, Samuel Lyon. That was Wisdom and Toby. Watch us and wait us for the next uh, episode.